Act says the government is adding pressure on the cost of living, not relieving it. Its leader, David Seymour, joins me now. Kia ora, David. How so? How are they adding pressure? Uh, I think the really big surprise in this budget is the $7 billion deficit forecast for this year, the $7.5 billion deficit uh, forecast for next year. That means the government is pumping out $7, $7.5 billion more than it is taking in in taxes and so on. Uh, that is inflationary. It means there is more money circulating in the economy thanks to the government's borrowing. Uh, and, of course, inflation is ultimately too much money chasing after too few goods. So certainly if you, if you benefit from one of the particular policies they've announced today, uh, that takes some pressure off the cost of living. But I suspect you're going to face higher inflation, higher mortgage rates, uh, and those things will actually counteract the effect of, of that. Of course, if you're one of the people who doesn't have a two-year-old going to ECE or is not a heavy user of prescriptions or doesn't have a young person uh, that you would otherwise have to pay bus fares for, um, then you're not getting any benefit, but you will get the higher inflation and interest rates that are almost inevitable as a result of that massive spending blowout. OK, let's go into some of the detail of that because that is a lot. Um, the Treasury commentary says the inflationary impact of this budget is only short-term, long-term evens out. Mm. They certainly say that. I mean, I guess that's because the deficits are over the next two years. Um, but two years is a long time for people struggling to make ends meet as it is. I don't think it's responsible for the government to make this kind of uh, fiscal impulse that Prime Minister has been saying that it's not right for people to be tightening their belts up and down the country when the government is not doing the same. Uh, well, unfortunately, it, it seems Grant Robertson didn't heed that message. I'd also just point out that you know, the Treasury two years ago told us inflation right now would be 1.8. Uh, one year ago, they revised it up to 5.2. Uh, it's actually 6.7 now. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the kind way of putting it is that the Treasury is forecasting in uncertain times. So, can you be specific, please? If you think this is inflationary spending and too much spending, choose three things out of this budget that you would kill. Sure. First of all, uh, if I was going to put $150 million into um, pharmaceuticals and, and medicines, which is not a bad idea, um, the first thing I'd do is I would actually target uh, that expenditure at people with a community services card. Uh, and then I would either keep the rest for paying off debts or reducing taxes um, for wealthier people, or I would put it into the Pharmac budget so when you do go and get a prescription, there's a wider range of, of drugs available because we don't have enough drugs in New Zealand. Uh, so that's one area where you could have done less. Um, this idea of early childhood education, in principle, is a good idea because investing in people when they're younger has a bigger payoff than when they're older. Um, but I would have taken a slightly different approach. I would be asking why it is uh, that early childhood education is so expensive in New Zealand. And the anecdotes and stories from people who are trying to run early childhood education centres under the weight of bureaucracy that they find themselves uh, are absolutely legion, um, such as having a, a labelled sunscreen for each patient, each each uh, you know kid, because it would be you know wrong to use the the same sunscreen on all of them. Um, that's one tiny example. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for reducing red tape and regulation around early childhood that could have saved that. Um, and then when it comes to public transport. Sure, but you know you face a trade-off, right? People want public transport to be reliable. Once the government's paying and the customer is not paying, 
uh, one of the impacts of that is that you know the person that's paying the bill doesn't care so much about the quality because they're not using it. So you know, in each of these areas, you could argue that they've actually um, you know reached for the the government checkbook, but it's a little bit like putting the heater on full bore uh, with the windows open. Uh, possibly it would have been smart to close the windows first before pumping in the cash. Okay, David. In the interests of, well, you know, not just not just um, caning them for their announcement, pick something in the budget that you absolutely love. <laughs> Look, it's it's very difficult to see. You know, there, there's a long-term commitment to infrastructure. Um, you know, seventy billion over five years, fourteen billion a year on infrastructure. Uh, that's not a bad idea. An ex-alternative budget. You know, we're the only party that's that's actually laid out our numbers. Uh, would have done something similar. However. Again, I make this analogy of putting the heater on with the windows open. Uh, how much of the government's infrastructure investment will be frustrated by their own legislation in the form of the natural environment? So you can't find one thing, one thing that you'll give a high five for without, you know, a backhanded criticism. Is there not one thing in this budget? Well, Lisa, I mean, let's just be honest about the context. I mean, you know, we've got a real stress around people up and down this country with the cost of living. Uh, We've got major problems with crime, which hasn't been addressed at all uh, in the budget. Uh, And we've got enormous difficulties with healthcare and education. Um, And their major health initiative is to pay for the prescriptions of all New Zealanders, including those who can well afford five bucks to pick up medicine. So, you, you know, it's difficult to see where they've addressed the challenges people face around the cost of living, crime, healthcare, getting kids to school, making sure they're learning valuable knowledge. I mean, what in this budget addresses the fact that New Zealand kids just fell even further in the five-yearly assessment of 10-year-old reading ability? So, you know, these are, these are really substantial issues. I think these are the reason why New Zealanders think the government's gone in the wrong, going in the wrong direction, or New Zealanders think we're going in the wrong direction. And, and what has this budget done? It's run a huge deficit, which will be inflationary. It's sprayed money at some areas, which will, people will appreciate, but I don't know if they've asked the full question about how they could have made those particular services more affordable before spraying money at them. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. That is the ACT leader, David Seymour, there.